At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Seidenberg on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Scott Seidenberg here with you. It's the look ahead coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott's on Air. Follow us all at VSIN Live. Week 8 in the NFL will get kicked off tonight with Thursday Night Football from Arizona, the Cardinals hosting the Green Bay Packers, and it's a shame. We are not going to get both of these teams at 100%. We all know the COVID situation with the Green Bay Packers, Devontae Adams in the protocol, and there's still hope that he could play if there's a negative test, and I doubt it, but he didn't take the trip with the team to Arizona, but you never know. Maybe there's a private charter making its way from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, We do know that Alan Lazard will not play for the Packers, and there is a possibility that Marquez Valdez-Scantling could come back off of IR and play, which would be huge because it would help replace the void of Devontae Adams. I think the line has overreacted too much. Think about this. The Cardinals were a three to three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game prior to the Devontae Adams news. And I know he's a great player and a very important player. But wide receivers shouldn't be worth three points on the line. That's usually reserved for quarterbacks. I just think that the Packers, who have played well without Devontae Adams in the past, there's a stat out here that I was surprised to see that since 2009, when the Packers have played without Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones is averaging 125 yards from scrimmage per game. He has scored nine touchdowns in those six games, and the Packers are 6-0 and in those six games. I think this line movement is just too much. And I know that people are going to say, well, what, are you just going to blindly take Aaron Rodgers with the points? Yeah. (laughs) I think the Packers can score, even without Devontae Adams. Plus, I'm very curious, how does the Cardinals' defense play against the Packers without Adams? Um, I'm sure that there were some early game plans put in place uh, before they found out that Adams was in the COVID protocol, and the uncertainty is probably messing with them as well. 
right? Like they're trying to figure out how they're going to line up their defense, and they're saying, well, well, but what if Devontae Adams plays? And now we got to change our coverages, and we have to change some of the things that they do. So maybe this week they're kind of putting together two game plans. One game plan in case Adams doesn't play, and one game plan if he does. I think that could mess with them a little bit. Plus, it's just too many points. I think the, these are two very good teams, and I think that this comes down to uh, lesser points. I think the Packers can win this one outright, plus 220 on the money line. I think there's a chance that that could happen as well. I think it's more likely. I'll say this, right? How about that? How about I'm going to say this? Gear up for this. It's more likely that the Packers win this outright than the Cardinals cover six and a half. I said it. I think this game goes over the post total as well. 50 and a half. Um, I can see the Packers scoring. We know the Cardinals can score. Cardinals do get Chandler Jones back on defense, but they found out some bad news on Wednesday as they will be without J.J. Watt, not just in this game, but likely for the remainder of the season. Um, DeAndre Hopkins was also uh, missed practice as well or was limited at some point this week. So I just think that there's just, it's just too many points for me. I think Packers in the over is the way to play this game. I could see very easily see the Packers winning this football game. And it's funny because we have not had an underdog of seven, of more than a touchdown win this season. It hasn't happened yet. And I, this line's not going to get to seven and a half, but we have had just a few six and a half. I think the Chargers were a six and a half or seven point favorite when they won outright against the Chiefs, I believe. And so, you know, I think that we're going to see here, we can see a six and a half point dog in the Packers win this one outright. Uh, don't be surprised if that happens. And yeah, I'll go with the over. Um, elsewhere in the NFL, as you're looking at some uh, player news, right? And injuries, obviously, is a big factor. There has been a report that Rob Gronkowski will actually return from injury and play for the Bucks coming up on Sunday against the uh, New Orleans Saints. Uh, but Mike Williams from the Chargers, he's fully practicing. Chargers coming off their bye, so that's good news for Mike Williams. Um, Jason Pierre-Paul missed practice on Wednesday for the Bucks. Uh, he's been playing through injuries, so he's likely going to give it a go against the uh, Saints. The Saints, who acquired Mark Ingram, by the way, their former running back, they get him from the Texans, so maybe a little running back depth for them. Uh, Braden Smith, the guard for the Colts, practiced on a limited basis on Wednesday. He's been out. He hasn't played since week one. So getting him back would be a huge boost to this uh, Colts team. And Taylor Lewan looks like he's going to come back for the Texans. He's been dealing with a concussion. Um, he missed last week's game uh, against the Chiefs. And Lewan is practicing this week. So good sign for him. Jack Conklin, another good sign with a starting tackle. He returned to practice for the Cleveland Browns. Um, the Browns, they have been banged up more so than a lot of teams. They had to play a game with both starting tackles out, both starting running backs, and now it looks like they're getting a little healthier as Conklin did practice, so a good sign for um, for the Cleveland Browns going into this week. Uh, for the, um, well, yeah, just an update on Ryan Fitzpatrick that he is still not ready to return. T.Y. Hilton, speaking of the Colts, he did not practice on Wednesday. Um, he didn't practice last week, and he didn't play last Saturday. So uh, um, he didn't, didn't play last Sunday. Uh, he was ruled out on Saturday. If he doesn't practice this week, Probably not going to play again against the Tennessee Titans. And sticking with the Titans, Julio Jones did not practice on Wednesday. But it's probably just his normal schedule now, is that Julio is going to miss practice time during the week. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is officially questionable for the game on Thursday night. And Cliff Kingsbury said that he is expecting him to play. 
He's hoping that he's going to play. And so that's the latest injury news around the league uh, and the ones that are um, important enough for players that could have an impact on their games. Uh, and yeah, the Gronk news as let's see if we can get an update on that because uh, that was one that was reported on Twitter that Gronk was going to be activated for this game that he was going to play, but haven't seen an official word from the Tampa Bay Bucks just yet on Gronk's status. That's a game you want to talk about some some you know good games this week. That's a game that. I can see going either way. It opened up at four. It went to six. It's down to five, five and a half. But there is an interesting nugget here, uh, and I'll pull it up because I had the stats, with Sean Payton playing in divisional games, right? So Sean Payton, when looking for divisional revenge, so playing a division team that they had lost to as an underdog of four points or lower, he's 18 and two against the spread. But the spread is at five, or now it's at six, so it's not. But overall, he's 23 and 12 uh, straight up in those games. I think that the Saints could give it a tough go here at home in the dome. Um, here we go. The Saints are 10-3-1 against the spread as home dogs since 2016. 6-1-1 against the spread under head coach Sean Payton. In their last five regular season games against the Bucks, they're 5-0. So you look at this matchup, and it's one that the... Uh, Saints have had their number, right? There was the uh, Bucks won um, in the playoffs, but the regular season games, Saints won. Remember that 38-3 to thrashing last season? That was surprising. Uh, Saints won 34-23. to So one, two, three, four. Yeah, the last five regular season games, between the Bucks and the Saints, the Saints are five and zero in those games, both straight up and against the spread. You want to lay the points on the road? Going to back the Bucks here. Saints didn't exactly look like world beaters against the Seahawks. I think this might be a good buy low spot on the New Orleans Saints, and it's five and a half. And we talked to Adam Burke last segment about how you have to get creative now with teasers because it's more than just the key numbers now. Key numbers are not just three and seven. Games are landing on eight. Uh, Games are landing, you know, on six because of the teams going for two, the extra points being missed. Taking the Saints up from five and a half to 11 and a half, whoo, I don't see that one losing. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's the look ahead. You guys can follow me at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We're going to get into uh, some NBA action and a little touch on Major League Baseball coming up next year on BSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair? Or to have hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like, check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, you know, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have know to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot. And now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Zadenberg back here on The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Let's get into some NBA and. Uh, remember uh, last night on the show, I had talked about um, teams that are on my list, and uh, well, we're going to get into that as we you know move on here through the weeks of the show, uh, my list. But the Lakers are going to be on it for for what happened on Wednesday night. The Lakers lose to the Thunder, and I had talked about picking on some bad teams early in the season, and the Thunder were one of the teams that I was picking on. Uh, Owen four to start the year. Uh, they were losing a lot of games by easily double digits up until the game against the Warriors on Tuesday night when they lost by eight. But going up against the Lakers, second night of a back-to-back, yes, I know the Lakers were playing on the second night of a back-to-back as well. I thought LeBron James was going to play in this game because he didn't play on Tuesday night. Uh, He did not play. Okay, makes sense. LeBron's resting up because... They, uh, the Lakers are going to, um, you know, they, they, they got bigger fish to fry, I guess, whatever. Oklahoma City, they should win. And let's, let's be honest. Lakers looked okay without LeBron, right? They, um, I thought, played a different style. I thought the two-man game with Russell Westbrook and AD was going well. And so I think it's good for the Lakers to see what they look like without LeBron and see how Westbrook runs this team. I also felt Westbrook would be motivated playing in OKC, right? But uh, the Lakers, they got out to a real good start. I mean, they were dominating this game. They had a 26-point lead. And all of a sudden, in the fourth quarter, or in the second half, the Lakers just stopped playing. The Thunder dominated the third quarter 41-23 and then won the fourth quarter as well, 26-20, to win the game 123-115. The Lakers, who went off as about five, five-and-a-half-point favorites, lose outright to the winless Oklahoma City Thunder. It is the first time in the last 25 years that the Lakers lost a game when leading by 25 or more points. Prior to this game on Wednesday night, the Lakers had been 230 and 0 in that spot. 230 wins, zero losses when leading by 25 points or more. That is 
unbelievable that they lost that game. But it was a night of the underdogs in the NBA as the Wizards upset the Celtics outright. The Heat beat the Nets outright. The uh, Timberwolves beat the Bucks outright. Thunder over the Lakers outright. Kings over the Suns outright. Cavs over the Clippers outright. So what's going to happen on Thursday? Here's a look at the games as we stand right now. Pistons take on the Sixers. No spread out just na- just yet. You would as- assume that the Sixers are going to be heavy favorites in that one playing at home. Atlanta, a one-and-a-half-point favorite against the Wizards. It's the second night of a back-to-back for the Hawks, who just lost the game to the New Orleans Pelicans. Yuck. The Knicks take on the Bulls in Chicago. The Bulls are 4-0 to start the season, 4-0 against the spread, and they are one-and-a-half-point favorites right now against the Knicks. The Jazz, a nine-point favorite on the road against the Rockets. No line between the Spurs and the Mavericks just yet. And the Golden State Warriors, five-and-a-half-point favorites over the Grizzlies. Uh, The Warriors, by the way, have been down at the half. In every game they have played this season. They're 4-0. So they're coming back to win these games. But they've been losing at half in all four games. And it makes sense, as we talked about it with our very own uh, Jonathan Von Tobel the other night, that, you know, Curry and Draymond, and they're sitting in the second quarter, and that's when they're losing the battle. So going up against this Grizzlies team, a team that uh, lost to the Blazers... It's the second night of a back-to-back for Memphis, so that does concern me. But can Memphis come out and play well in the first half and then lose some of their energy, if you will, later in the game and the Warriors pull out a victory? I'm just thinking that that could be the way to go. When you include the fact that, hey, the Warriors have been losing at the half in every game that they've played, and I don't exactly trust the Grizzlies in the full game because it's the second night of a back-to-back, but maybe they come out and, and, and they have the energy early on, but then the energy fades as the fatigue sets in later in the game. So maybe that's uh, an angle to look at here for Thursday night is looking at the Grizzlies in the first half against the Golden State Warriors. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Uh, the World Series is now tied at a game apiece after the Astros beat the Braves 7-2 to on Wednesday night. And no surprise that the Astros won. No surprise that the Astros scored a boatload of points. Uh, points, I'm talking NBA. A boatload of runs. When you looked at the Astros' production this postseason, they had been scoring a ton of runs. And we talked about it. Six runs, nine runs, six runs, ten runs, five, five. Three was an outlier against the Red Sox. Nine, nine, five, and then two, an outlier in game one of the series. But they're averaging well over three runs a game. And so I felt that the over was the play, because the over's been a play for me just the entire baseball postseason. But I also loved the Astros to score, and I I thought about their team total over, which was at 4.5, because I figured that this team would score runs in this game, and they did. Uh, It was 7-2. They scored early, though. They had a big second inning, which was such a huge moment in this game when... The Braves score one in the top of the second to tie it. And then Houston comes back and scores four four unanswered runs. It's just a huge, huge uh, second inning for them. So now the series is tied at one game apiece. Oh, and by the way, my guy Jock, the um, my MVP bet, who... uh, was plus 3,000 before the series. He had plenty of opportunities to uh, to do something here. You know, there were chances 
and he did not do anything. There was a chance when uh, there was a 5-2 game in the sixth inning and runner on second in scoring position. Jock, you get a big hit there, maybe uh, score a run, get a home run, I don't know. He got up again um, with another runner on, didn't uh, do anything there. So the the Jock, uh, the Jock win, the Jock World, World Series MVP train may be slowing down, but you never know. There's still going to be plenty more games played in this series. The Astros are now once again the favorites to win the World Series. They are minus 145 to the Braves, plus 125. Don't exactly agree with it because the Braves now have three games in Atlanta. And if they win all three, this series is over. It doesn't go back to Houston. So while I, while I like the Astros to you know maybe steal a game in Atlanta, uh, I just don't agree with them being favorites in this series right now, but I guess that's what they're saying. If, if As long as they win one game in Atlanta, the series is going back to Houston, and they're going to favor the Astros in Houston over the Braves. So they think that, you know, the books think that the Houston's going to win at least one game, and then the series is guaranteed to go back to Houston, and then the Astros will be favored to win it in Houston, which, you know, I guess when you put it that way, okay. Uh, as far as the exact series outcome, if you're looking at those numbers, if you think that the Braves can sweep the next three in Atlanta, Braves to win four games to one plus 650. Uh, Braves in five, uh, six is 475. Braves in seven is plus 500. Astros in five plus 600. In six plus 320. Astros in seven is actually your favorite outcome. Plus two ninety. Game two, uh, game three. Excuse me. Will be on Friday. Ian Anderson against Luis Garcia. It's an even money spread right now. Minus one ten both ways with a total at seven and a half on the DraftKings sportsbook. And right now, it is at minus one forty five on DraftKings. Yes, I like the over. Just going to keep betting the over. Coming up next, we're going to get back into football. Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com will join me. Chris is a football scout, coach, and consultant with every NFL team and most college football programs. So we'll get his take on the NFL and college football coming up next with me, Scott Seidenberg, on The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to vsin.com data and analysis. You get everything VSIN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Follow on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Week 8 in the NFL will kick off with Thursday night football coming up tonight. It is the Green Bay Packers and the Arizona Cardinals. The line opened up at 3.5, and, and then, of course, with the Devontae Adams news, it has shot up. Uh, the Cardinals are 6.5-point favorites over the Green Bay Packers. I'm joined now by Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. That's the website. Chris is a football scout, a coach, a consultant, uh, has worked in the front office of the Tennessee Titans, worked on staff with the Cleveland Browns with Bill Belichick and Nick Saban. Um, He worked for LSU when they hired Nick Saban. Uh, So he is just connected and uh, knows a lot when it comes to the sport of football. Nobody better, in my opinion, when breaking down film than Chris Landry. Uh, Chris, now that I gave you that great intro, uh, let's talk about this Thursday night football game, Cardinals and the Packers. And I'm just so disappointed disappointed because it's such a great game, but with the Adams news, no Alan Lazard as well, maybe no Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and now no J.J. Watt. It's just, I wish we were getting both the Packers and the Cardinals at full strength. I'm disappointed that we, we're not getting both of these teams at 
No doubt. I mean, it's an early look at maybe, you know, front runner for um, home field in the NFC, perhaps. They're not the only team, of course, but they're, they're certainly in the mix. And as you mentioned, we're going to see less of uh, less than their their full capacity. Look, it's one of those things that we're dealing with. And as we get deeper into the season and we get closer to November and Thanksgiving, I, it reminds us all, man, health is everything. And, you know, getting healthy is going to determine, you know, a lot about who can sustain through the rest of the year. And um, I'm still interested in it because I'm curious to see who's going to be able to deal with some of the uh, some of the injury situations that they're having to deal with. I think both of these teams are potentially very explosive. We could see an exciting, fun game. I think both of these defenses struggle some against the run. But you mentioned it. Who's going to step up with the Devontae in the COVID situation in his absence? Uh, you know, what can the, the Cardinals, as well as they played on defense, and boy, they've been underrated there, are they going to be the same? Lot, lot to lot to attack here. Uh, let's go to Sunday. Obviously, the Dolphins are an interesting story because of their, you know, interest in Deshaun Watson. Uh, Flores has to come out and say Tua is our quarterback. Uh, what do you make of this whole Dolphin situation and just your evaluation of this team as a whole? Well, look, the, the offensive line's not playing well. You know, they've had injuries at receivers, so they're down a number of guys there. Look, Tua is still can be a very good quarterback in this league, but you got to get him working from a clean pocket. I get it. I could I could see why anybody would be interested in the football player, Deshaun Watson. Um, if he's available and you can make that work for you, he can kind of uplift your team. But to me, the biggest problems that I see is, you know, Tua played pretty well last week. They blew a lead with their defense. I mean, you know, it's the play around him, and that's not been as good. It's not been as seamless, and I think they've taken a step back around it. It's been a tale two seasons early on here for the Panthers. They look good in their first three games. They've looked terrible since. What do you make of this team now? Banged up. Need to get healthy. They're in trouble. The offensive line was atrocious. They got too many injuries on defense. Christian McCaffrey's out. I mean, Sam Donald's having to try to put too much on his plate. Throw the football turnovers. Had to bench him last week. I've uh, got real concerns about this team. It's just about, you know, banged up. And I'm, I'm curious to see how this plays out this week because you've got a Falcons team that's not very good. Uh, but, you know, found a way to win last week against the aforementioned Dolphins. And <clears throat> this could be interesting here. So something's got to give. They're just, the, the Panthers just look too beat up right now. I'd give them a little bit of an edge, uh, the Falcons a little bit of an edge mainly, if nothing else, to do with the quarterback play. Is this the week the Lions get their first win? They're at home against the Eagles. <sighs> you know, I, I, you don't pull for anybody, but, you know, I, I, I am pulling for them, and they're playing well. I mean, they play hard. They, they're, they play well to a point. There's, you know, I just I feel bad for the team. I, I, I think it's going to be a close game. I think they'll have a chance to win it. I don't know that they're going to win it, but they're, they're covering point spreads. Um, but they still have five losses by eight points or more. So, look, I, you know, Philly's a little bit better overall, but I like the way at least Detroit is fighting, and maybe this is the week. I don't know. Titans and the Colts in a tough battle here in the AFC South. I think we look at this game a little differently than we did a couple of weeks ago, right? No doubt about it. Indy's playing really well. Uh, Tennessee's playing very well. I think we're less surprised with them, but – Tennessee's turned the corner a little bit. They're playing the best ball of the, their season, and so is Indianapolis. And so I, it's uh, this to me is if if Indianapolis is able to win it, game on in this division. You know, I mean, this this brings it close together, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, like the way Indianapolis played last week, man. Tennessee's their defense is starting to play with the type of intensity that uh, you'd like to see. They certainly can run the football, but the receivers made some plays last week uh, playing well around Tannehill. It's another example. Hey, look, you play well around the quarterback, makes a difference. The Chargers are hosting the Patriots uh, coming off their bye week. Patriots coming off a uh, stomping of the Jets. But who really are the Patriots, Chris? You know, they've looked good in two games against the Jets, and their other win is against the putrid Texans. That's it. <laughs> yeah, no, look, they're – you look at their record, you are what your record says you are, right? But what the film says is that, look, they 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 are still a good team, but they're not dynamic. 
I mean, when they can control the game at the line of scrimmage and run the football and, and play to the strength of their defense, Mac Jones has done a very good job running that offense, but there are limitations. And, you know, for the Chargers, Chargers look like a better team. But, you know, the, the inconsistency of the Chargers, I think the Patriots have been pretty consistent. They just, they're limited. I don't think they're a team that's a deep in the playoff threat. I don't know that they're really going to challenge the Bills unless the Bills come back to them. But this is going to be an interesting game in that can New England play with the Chargers? Can the Chargers play mistake-free? Can they get back because they and the Bills just had that week where you thought, well, what happened to them? They look like the better team here. Will they play like the better team? I think that's going to be the key. I think they will. Um, Belichick usually does a good job against young quarterbacks, and I think he'll have his hands full, but I think he'll do some good things. But I, I think this Charger team has got some playmakers on both sides of the ball that can make the difference here. Cowboys-Vikings, a good game on Sunday night. Uh, what have you noticed about the Vikings so far this season, and can they upset this Cowboys team? You know what? They can, and you know they're they're starting to run the football pretty well, and that's key. And um, I kind of like Minnesota in a close one. It's kind of a game in which you know Dallas can be maybe caught here. Um, I think Minnesota's getting a little bit healthier. They're playing with a little bit more confidence, playing better around the quarterback. Cousins is, you know, his Cousins. I mean, he can make certain plays, but he's limited in terms of his ability to put the team on its back. He can't do that. But running the football like they are. Um, I think that's the, the, the difference here. I like the way they play, at least the way they line up to play on defense. And Monday Night Football, the Chiefs will host the Giants. What's been the biggest issue with the Chiefs that you've noticed on film? Well, here's the thing. They're not real athletic at offensive tackle. They are so reliant upon we're going to be an explosive team, we're going to score a million points, and they, they get away from the running game. And look, their defense can't win games for you. They're not playing complimentary football is what I'm trying to say in a different way. Look, they've got to run the football better. They need to be patient, dump the ball off, go on drives, allow your defense to have a chance to make plays. They've gotten away from it. It's something that they did well last year. Now they're like, we're going to catch lightning in a bottle, we're going to explode upon you, or we have no other way to beat you. And you know what? You're going to live and die with that, particularly teams doing a good job of taking the deep ball away from them as much as possible, making them go the length of the field. And the turnovers are killing them because they're so one-dimensional and don't run the football. And sometimes they get behind in games. They're a turnover machine. So they are cutting themselves off at the knees before they can even have a chance to win the game. Um, I keep saying it. I said it earlier, you know, and I'm tired of saying it. You know, they're in a desperation mode. Chiefs, if they don't start winning, they're not going to make the playoffs. And I you know, can't believe that's coming out of my mouth, even with seven teams in the AFC. They're in, they really are in danger already. But they're at the point now where if they don't fix some of the things I just mentioned, they're not going to make the playoffs. So we'll see what they can do. Chris, uh, hang on through the break. Let's get into some college football on the other side, okay? You bet. There he is, Chris Landry, LandryFootball.com. You follow him on Twitter, at LandryFootball. We're going to come back, and uh, he's going to get into uh, some college football with us. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. The Sports Betting National Championship is coming up November 5th through the 7th. And VSIN will provide coverage from the main event all weekend long, including live on location updates for all the action. Visit vcin.com slash SBNC for more information and learn how you can enter for a chance to test your skills and win cash, including the million dollar top prize. That's vcin.com slash SBNC. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. You can always follow on Twitter at Scott's on air, S C O T T S O N A I R, and at VSIN Live. You can follow our guest, Chris Landry, at Landry Football. LandryFootball.com is the tremendous website. Makes you a smarter football fan for. Uh, reading it and following it. Chris, love what you do there. Uh, Chris joins us each and every week here on the show. He, um, of course, is a football scout, coach, and consultant, and we talked about the NFL last segment. Let's get into some college football, Chris. Uh, What a game we have in the Big Ten between Michigan and Michigan State. Both teams coming in uh, ranked in the top ten for the first time in ages. Uh, They're both undefeated, an important game, not just in the Big Ten standings, but in the college football playoff standings as well. Talk to me about this big rivalry. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be um, an under game. I think both defenses are really good. I think Michigan's ends are outstanding. Aiden Hutchinson has played as well as anybody in the country. At his position, he's just been outstanding. He is a high motor, I think, top ten pick in the draft. Um, They're really, really good. Michigan State hasn't played a team you know, that's a, that's got a winning record. Um, we'll see what they can do this week. I like this Michigan state team really think that they can run the football. Well, they've got good balance. I think Thorne is underrated. I think the receivers are underrated. I think the defense, particularly up front is a pretty good unit. I don't like their secondary as much. Um, look, I, I think this is a very close game, almost too close to call for me. I think that Michigan is a little bit better overall in terms of the defense is a, has a little bit more playmakers on it and maybe can control the flow of the game. But I think that Michigan State, uh, it's just as balanced. I mean, I don't think the quarterback's a weakness. For Michigan, if they get good quarterback play, they're going to win this. But, you know, I don't know that they make enough plays in the passing game. So I, I am going back and forth. I'm not quite uh, complete with my breakdown on it. As I put it up on LandryFootball.com later this week, I, I'm not I'm, I'm not quite sure where I'm leaning. Um, you know, uh, I'm going back and forth on it. But I do think Michigan has got some advantages that might be able to exploit. I will say this. Like both of these teams, I don't love them. Neither one of these teams are going to the national playoffs. Neither one of these teams are beating Ohio State. But it's a great game. A great rivalry game, at least you know from Michigan State standpoint, it's a bigger rivalry for them than Michigan, but it is big, and the winner is going to have a lot to crow about, and they're going to talk about playoffs, and they're going to talk about how they can do this and that. Just watching them on tape, I think they're two good teams, but I think that in the case of Michigan, they don't throw the football well enough, and I think Michigan State, they're solid, they're good, but they're not special. You know, I agree with you that Ohio State's going to be the team that comes out of here. 
they take on Penn State this weekend. The spread is 18 and a half. I mean, you know, maybe seeing what Penn State did last week, uh, is this an Ohio State blowout? I think so. Um, you know, Penn State um, is struggling, and Ohio State's playing great football. The offense right now is looking better than anybody's offense in college football. Quarterback, young quarterback, and C.J. Stroud starting to really develop a comfort level of running this offense. Stradion Henderson is a great back. They've got the best receiving core in the country, the most talented offensive line in the country that's playing finally like the best offensive line in the country. This is an offense that's the most eclectic, that can do the most things well, and I think they're a tough stop for anybody, and I don't think Penn State's going to be able to do it, and I don't think they can score enough points to be able to match up. So, yeah, I think this is a decisive win for the Buckeyes. A huge game in the SEC, number 18 Auburn, number 10 Ole Miss. Auburn, a three-point favorite at Jordan-Hare. Yeah, look, I think this Auburn team is playing better. They're more fundamentally sound than they've been in previous years. I think the whole key is can they run the football consistently enough? Look, how good is this Ole Miss defense? They were good last week against uh, LSU. LSU's not very good. Make Ole Miss defend the run for four quarters. That's what you have to do. Oh, um, Auburn cannot win this in the shootout fashion. If it gets into a shootout, this will be Ole Miss, and Ole Miss will win decisively. But I think Auburn can uh, compress this game. I think they can run the football and control it that way. And I think you can throw the football on this Ole Miss defense. Uh, I think this is going to be a a close game. Uh, Some people are a little bit surprised by the spread. I'm not, but I think it's kind of right on point. I think it's a toss-up game. Um, maybe take Ole Miss in the points because they're getting points. But I kind of like Auburn to win a close one here, really close. Yeah, uh, I kind of lean that way as well. Kentucky only a a one-and-a-half-point favorite at Mississippi State. Um, Why should Kentucky be on alert here? Well, I think it's a style matchup. Kentucky is a better football team. They're a better coach team. They're a more physical team. They're certainly much better at the line of scrimmage. But they're not, they don't score a ton of points. And for Mississippi State, they'll find a way to score points. If you don't score a lot of points, then by nature, the games are going, games are going to be close. I think this Mississippi State defense is, is pretty good, pretty talented. So what can Kentucky get done offensively? That's going to be the key. Uh, then defensively, well-schooled Kentucky uh, defense, but you know, Mississippi State's going to try to kill them with screen and crossing routes, so it's going to test their discipline. So I do think that Mississippi State can play this game close, but Kentucky, um, I think, is the better team. I think they find a way to win here. I think it's a close one, though. Probably 3-6 to six is where I'm thinking. Chris, I'm not ashamed to admit it, but my favorite game of the day is in the American Athletic Conference. Number 19 SMU goes to Houston, and... Before I saw the spread of this game, I was so excited to bet Houston as a home underdog, but it's an even spread. And at one point, Houston was actually a favorite over over SMU. Uh, how do you see both of these teams matching up? Because we know about SMU, SMU defense, but I think it's strength on strength because Houston's defense is just incredible, especially at getting after the quarterback. And SMU is the best team in the country at not letting you get to their quarterback. Yeah, they are, and the quarterback does a good job getting the ball out quickly. Look, I think it's two good teams. Um, you know, SMU does a really good job with their offense. Um, Houston's won six straight game. They, they dropped the opener to uh, uh, to Texas Tech. Um, they can score a lot of points. You mentioned their defense. I think they match up well. I worry a little bit about Dana Hargerson in games like this. Uh, sometimes there's that factor in game management decisions, um, you know, but I think this is a really good game. I think we're going to see the winner get into the, you know, the mid thirties. And I kind of see it as the 35, 31 ish type of game. Um, listen, I'm, I'm with you. I like Houston. I think it's a close one. Uh, I do think, you know, uh, I like SMU a little bit better. Um, and I probably would favor him just just a touch. But I think Houston's got a really good shot here. And, look, the winner has the inside track in the AAC championship game, uh, likely against Cincinnati. 
Yeah, I, I think maybe I just give Houston a little bit of a bump for being at home in, sure. in, in a primetime spot, you know? Sure, maybe, sure, uh, absolutely. Maybe the crowd gets excited there. And, boy, what a shame that they lost that game to Texas Tech at the beginning of the year because we'd be talking about two 7-0 ranked teams and Cincinnati being the uh, the beneficiary of that matchup uh, as we watch. Chris, uh, I appreciate the time and the insight. As always, love talking football with you each and every week. And I uh, can't wait to do it again next week. Hey, look forward to it, my friend. Take care. There he is. Chris Landry. LandryFootball.com is the website on Twitter. At Landry Football joins us each and every week here on The Look Ahead as we uh, break down the NFL and college football. Yeah, Houston's one of my picks. Uh, we're going to go Houston. We're going to go Michigan State. And uh, the other one I didn't give out, but I might as well just say it. Oklahoma's going to blow out Texas Tech. So I think Oklahoma's going to win by a lot. Uh, it's just a Texas Tech team that is dealing with a lot. The head coach got fired, and, yeah, Oklahoma's going to blow them out. Hey, come up this morning on Follow the Money, 9.40, uh, 7.45 a.m. Eastern Time. Nigel Seeley, betting journalist, will join the program. At 8 a.m., Paul Stone, college sports handicapper. At 9 a.m., Mike Palm from uh, here at Circa, the uh, VP of Operations and the co-host of Odds On. And at 9.45, Paul Charchian, fantasy football expert, will join the show. That's coming up this morning on Follow the Money. You can follow me, Scott Seidenberg, on Twitter at ScottsOnAir. And this is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Follow us all at VSIN Live. And be sure to head to vsin.com to find out all the ways you can watch and listen to us here on the network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.